Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 cousin cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're here with you to talk sports for the next couple of hours. Thanks for spending uh, some of your day, and it's going to be a beauty here with us as the temperatures head north of 70 degrees uh, here in Iowa's capital city and surrounding areas. BMW Des Moines guest list. This is what's coming up on the show. Uh, if you haven't filled out your brackets yet, we're going to have Matt Postens. He's really good at basketball on the Big 12. Of course, he writes for Heartland College Sports, and Matt, uh, Trent, and I will take a look at the Big 12 matchups for the uh, opening weekend with Matt Postens coming up here at about 10.45. At 11.05, John Bowen Camp. He's been on the trail with the Hawkeyes. We'll catch up with John. Also do some baseball conversation with John as he's a big Dodgers fan. Uh, That at 11.05 as Cappy, who's normally in that spot, had to push back by a half an hour today. He's got a... um, well, something that prevented him from joining us at the top of the hour. So we'll get Cappy at 11.30. Uh, the moves that the Cubs have made, and they did make one Cubs fans. Uh, Suzuki uh, is going to be a Cub uh, outfielder, uh, Japanese outfielder, $85 million over five years. He is uh, signed, will take his physical before that comes official. There was some talk that Rizzo maybe was uh, going to come back. That uh, got shot down last night when he signed with the uh, with the Yankees. Well, there may be Kyle Schwarber might come back. Well, he's now a Philadelphia Philly, so that's not going to work either. You've got Suzuki uh, going forward, and we'll see if there's any other moves. Former Cub, Andrew Chafin, that lefty out of the bullpen, signed a two-year deal with the Tigers. Uh, there was some talk maybe that he would come back as well. Baseball's hot and heavy. Baker Mayfield is looking for his new home, I think. And we're underway in the tournament. A lot to get to. Good morning. How are you? Doing pretty well. Yeah, just trying to get my bets ready for tomorrow more than anything. And we're, of course, going to be at the Chicken Coop tomorrow in yes. West Des Moines. 60th and Ashworth. You're so. aware there's two games tonight. Yeah. After last night. Oh, you're licking your wounds? Well, took it in the shorts a little bit. Okay. So, yeah, I had trouble with that. my app. Oh, the app. The app problem can become a problem for now. Time is, to time. It might be a 63 year old problem. Yeah, yeah. But I had you take a look at it, and yeah. you, you thought, well, maybe there is something wrong here. <laughs> it's not pilot error. <laughs> right. uh, so I'll be, uh, I'll jump into that Bet Rivers contest hopefully uh, sometime today. Uh, so you're working on tomorrow's bracket or tomorrow's slate of games overall? Both. So 
Have you filled out your bracket completely yet? No. Will you? Tomorrow have- morning. Tomorrow morning. Yes. So you are a wait and see. Well, I don't. Kind of yeah, thing. I want to. I want to see the games tonight. I hate doing the. Um, I like an old fashioned bracket. Okay, you like a sixty four yeah, team bracket. team bracket, and then you'll go through mm-hmm. and make your picks depending on. So are you looking at Rutgers? Maybe I love Rutgers tonight. And then to pull an upset on Friday? Well, I don't know that yet. Um, I liked Indiana last night as well. I think the Big Ten's going to have a heck of a tournament. I really do. So Rutgers gets in, they'll have nine. Mm-hmm. I saw a prop up at Bet Rivers, and it is over six and a half wins, basically in the first round. So in the se- first round. So seven teams to advance to, to the, weekend. the weekend. Yes. Gotcha. So last night doesn't count? Last night does not count. Got to get to the round of 32. Uh, well, um, let, let's go through this. Real All right. Quick. Where do you want to start? Because you you're, start? I think you're a little heavier on the Big Ten than I am. Well, I love the conference. Maybe that has something to do with it. I do. Uh, so we're going to start. Let's start in the West. So Rutgers would have to beat Alabama to get one. I think that's that's a, possible. I think that's possible. Toss up at this point. Mm-hmm. Michigan State gets. See, I know you like Davidson. I love Davidson. I yeah. know you do. All right. So we won't advance them there. So you have how many out of the West? Zero. Zero wins. Out of Zero. The West. All right, let's drop down one. And what's the number we're trying to get over? Six or, and a half. Six and a half. Okay. Well, then we come to um, then we come to Purdue, and they'll beat Yale. Yes. And one. then they will await the winner of Virginia Tech, who's playing very well yes. in Texas. Who's I have no idea. I really like Virginia Tech in that spot. Do you? Uh, you want Indiana get... St. Mary's? After oh, Indiana that's right. Uh, that's a toss up. St. Like Mary's them. very good defensively mm-hmm. inside. They uh, they. Make teams make shots from the outside. That's not exactly Indiana's forte. Let's say even with that, though. Let's so say three? Right. Two. You don't think Purdue's going to win two? No, They remember, we're just talking to get to the round of 32. Oh, the round of 32. I'm yes, sorry, I thought yes. you meant out of the weekend. Yep. Okay. Get so, to Saturday or Sunday. Gotcha. So one. Maybe two. Two. Let's go two. I'm with you on two. So we can't have another upset here, basically. No. I, from here on out, the Big Ten would have to be perfect for this to go under. So Medved beats... Howard, I could see that. I could too, and then it's over, right? Yeah, it's over. I mean, that's a toss-up game. There, it is. I like Loyola a lot. I do too. Ohio State, I do too. Iowa, feel good about that one. Now they'll win. Wisconsin, Colgate, they'll win. Not so fast. I know Johnny Davis is going to play. He'll be, but regardless of whether Wisconsin wins or not, we're not getting a six and a half. This is not. Where's this bet at? Bat Rivers. Interesting. Yes. I, I liked it a lot, and I liked it. Well, Jesus, Trent, I sat down here feeling really good about the Big Ten's chances in this tournament. Well, not only that, when you look kind of big picture with the Big Ten, how many teams advance? Oh, we forgot Illinois. We forgot Illinois. And I think Chattanooga maybe has a chance mm-hmm. with De Silva inside, DeSouza inside. I'm still not close to six and a half. No, no, not at all. To the Sweet 16, how many Big Ten teams are in the Sweet 16? Well, <laughs> Purdue. Okay. Iowa. All right. Wisconsin? <clears throat> yes. Three. Three. And do you see an upstart? Do you see Rutgers I, I getting to the second weekend? I like Rutgers. I don't see him getting. No, I don't because. Indiana, same thing. They beat UCLA if they get by St. Mary's? No. No, I, I, I don't see that. I don't think the Big Ten's going to have a very good tournament. And I certainly don't see a Final Four team. I don't even know if I see an Elite Eight team. Hmm. Conversely, the Big 12. Well, what about Iowa? I mean, that would be, is, is that the one? That's the one, but uh-huh. do you see them beating Kansas? 
Uh, maybe, again, it could be my scar tissue talking here. Mm-hmm. The I, way they're playing right now, Trent. I, I know it's different. It feels different. It feels like... Let's do the I Big was 12. the best hope of a Big Ten Final Four I think Four they team. are. I think they are at this point. This, this is not a, just a couple of wonks talking no, in Iowa. No, it's not. It's not. Look, I still... <sighs> Purdue's not beating Kentucky. No. I, I, they're not beating Kentucky. Um, and if it gets to that point and Baylor's made a run to the lead eight... Yeah, I see, I think they're out early. But if, if Baylor's there, that Baylor team will club Purdue. I mean, they will out-tough them in mm-hmm. every facet of the game. No. I, I would not like that matchup from a Purdue perspective. Illinois, could Illinois, after last year's disappointment, mm-hmm. win the Big Ten tournament mm-hmm. for the first time along, of course, get the terrible draw against Loyola as the committee screwed them there, would that be a team? Well, what's their most difficult game? The, the uh, Tomorrow's game against Chatty or going forward to Houston UAB winner? I think maybe tomorrow's the first most yeah, right. difficult game. Of and I think field. they're going to see UAB in the second round. I'm going to move them forward, but then they got to play Arizona. I know it, and that's an uphill climb. Yes, absolutely. As long as Arizona is healthy. All right, let's do the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. All right. So you got the top end. Teams. Now, what are we? What are we doing? The Big Twelve. Are we going to the uh, uh, Elite Eight, Final Four, first weekend? Where do you want to start? Let, let's say. Let's just kind of run through these. What kind of our thoughts? How about All the right. Big Twelve? So. Okay. We start in the Big 12 with Texas Tech. They're in my final four. I love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're in my final four. I have them winning the West. You so, do. Right there, there is a Big 12 so team. So the Zags are out. It was a struggle to get a Big 10 team into right. the final four. I got Texas Tech Yeah, there. you didn't flinch. Not at all. I love Tech, and I love this draw for them. So they would beat Montana State. Uh, then they'd beat Rutgers, Alabama. Then they'd have to come back and beat... See, I don't think Duke's going to be yeah. there. I Beat Davidson. That's what you've got them going a long way. Yeah. All right, so you've got uh, you've got out of the West. You've got one Final Four team. Yeah, where does where does Baylor get beat in your mind early? I could see that. I, I think Baylor gets at least to the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. I think UCLA gets them there, but I like Baylor to advance to next week. The Longhorns are so Jekyll and Hyde, Trent. Yes, they they truly are. I thought that they were going to come together and figure it out. Whole bunch of transfers, whole bunch of new guys, including a new head coach. Not happening. Um, Vatek's a live dog there. Vatek's a live dog in Kentucky's a, a, a chalk that you can count on, I think. All right, so you've got one. You've got uh, Texas Tech out of the West. Let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, let's go to the top, right to the south. And do we have a Big Twelve representative? We'll get TCU, but yeah, no shot. Best case scenario, they win a game. They're not beating Arizona. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely then, no chance. And then Kansas is the one seed. Mm-hmm. Iowa State is L- LSU. Boy, I'm seeing a lot of Iowa State love. Yeah, I'm seeing a ton. Well, it's of just, Cyclone. They don't love. have a coach. I know, I know. Just the way Iowa State finished, man. This team's on fumes. They're, they really are. Brackington now we've seen them bounce back. I know we've yeah. seen them bounce back before after it looked as though they were cooked. We'll see. I've got them going out. Hope I'm wrong. Um, Kansas, a Final Four team out of that bracket. Do you see? I'm not. I'm not high on Auburn. I think Iowa is the danger. I think we're going to see Kansas and Iowa for a trip to the Final Four. Fair. I agree with that. I don't like the way Auburn's playing. I certainly can't see Wisconsin putting that no. kind of run together with what we've seen from Johnny nope. Davis. And like you said, LSU, dead team walking. Iowa State, they're on fumes even if they get a game. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be, beat Wisconsin then in the round of 32 in Milwaukee? That's going to be a tall hill yeah. to climb. I'm not seeing it there. Still, Kansas, I think got as good of a draw, favorable a draw as you can hope for. The two seed has problems. The three seed has problems. Mm-hmm. The four seed most everybody doesn't even have to advance into the no, round of 32. No, they've got South Dakota State. I guess you have the most difficult, maybe five. But no. even that, I mean, would you have, rather have Iowa or UConn? I, I think that's a toss-up, too. So, overall, 
I think Kansas, you're right, that Sweet 16 matchup with Iowa mm-hmm. would be incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. I have Kansas and Texas Tech both in my Final Two Four. Two teams out of the Big 12 and Trent's Final Four, nobody out of the Big 10. Very interesting. Oh, well, it's fun, isn't it? Boy, no. just the music last night. Just, um, <laughs> it just It's, it's just such a special, special, what, five days, six days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, six days. What did you uh, think of Lavin and Avery Johnson together last night? It was okay. Yeah, I enjoyed okay. it. I, I had no idea who the guy in the studio was with the glasses. I had no idea. I Rex don't even Chapman. know if I... It's Rex Chapman. Oh, really? The guy on Twitter that posts the videos. The, well, the... I remember him as a basketball Well, I player. do too, but now he's the guy on Twitter that you know yeah. tugs at your heartstrings with, uh, with uh, some video stuff. I had no idea that was him until I saw a lot of blowback. I guess he leans one way politically. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and seemingly was most of the other side of this country. Oh, boy. <laughs> so divisive. It really is, the clans. Uh, but I had no idea that was him. But then he won't be there very much, right? I mean, I can't think. Maybe he's going to be part of the studio shows. Remember, they got studio shows oh, for I know. four every, different networks. I know. They got a bunch of them going on. Yeah. Anyway, so it was, it was fun last night. Indiana, look, Wyoming. I felt bad for the coach. The technical, come on. Yeah. He was yelling at his player. That was weak. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Think of the stage official. I don't even know who it was. But whoever, I mean, the, the, this, that's not where you want to. Come on. Um, I'm a little common sense. Yeah. And, and then the big kid who was sick in the middle, mm-hmm. um, you know, he just he just couldn't answer the bell. When you're a donut team, Indiana's not the team you want to be facing, right? No, and how about Geronimo? What's the name? Hunter Thompson. That's the big kid. Um, Geronimo. How, do, how about the night out of him? How many putback dunks did he have in the game? Felt like a half dozen. I, I think he scored all of his points that way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Indiana is an interesting team. And there was a part of me last night. Did you see Woodson right after the game when they interviewed him on the court? No, I was catching up on the Jets and the Golden Knights. Ah, I see. Uh, John Rothstein was the sideline reporter, and he asked him. Which, by the way, I do like the tournament because they don't have a crawl. There's no crawl. I see. It's only about the tournament. Nothing else. Yep, love it. That's good for you. Yep. So uh, Rothstein asked him, you know, some general question about the game, and then asked him about Bobby Knight. And yeah, I saw a lot of people were pissed off that Bobby Knight was part of the post game last night. Really? Not part. He wasn't on it. Yeah. That Bobby Knight was even brought up. I mean, that's hmm. Woodson's guy for crying out loud. He played for him. Correct. <laughs> and the question was asked, and I thought it was a good one. And Goodson, I thought, had a really good response. So what was the question? Basically, you know, Bobby Knight was your coach. You, yeah. you went through this tournament with him. And you have a message. We, we know Coach Knight's watching at home. Sure do you have is. a message for Coach in Knight? In his home in Bloomington. And he said, yeah. Uh, just he's for my money the best coach has ever been a college basketball coach before. I love you, coach. Something like that. Mm-hmm. People got pissed about that. What's yes. wrong with people? I don't know. I, you know what, Trent? Early in the day, it was the uh, daylight savings time. Yeah, that was a big. That was a big thing. Yeah. We got pissed off at that, and then I guess a kind of a couple hours had, had, had gone by, and we were looking for the next thing. Sure. And it was Bobby Knight being brought up. Now overnight, I'm not sure what. Well, the Rex Chapman stuff. Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. got under people's skin. My God, folks. <laughs> You'd be a whole, well, who am I to preach? Yeah, I'm I'm so thankful that I try to stay off, out, outside of like an Iowa and Iowa State game, I try to stay away from Twitter quite a bit. I'm not like you, that is glued to it all throughout yeah. the evening. You know what, I'm better off with, I'd be better off with, yeah. no, I wouldn't be. I it's so, it. no, I think you would be. Big picture, you can find games. Remember, before yeah, Twitter, true. you could always find No, games. true, but it's just, the, it's just the instant, I mean, all these baseball things, right? And sure. The, and the NFL signings that... Uh, see, that's what I think. That's why I signed up for it. Yeah, and, but there's certainly more that comes with it. It's and a great no aggregator. Filter. Yeah, and there would be. I guess there is if you block. You can't block everybody. Right, exactly, and things still get retweeted and things like that. They'll go into your. Are feed. you a big blocker? 
No. I've never blocked anyone that's ever had a problem or, or a criticism of me. I block a lot of people on on uh, hashtag NHL Jets. Okay. <laughs> just, come on. Uh, Too much Because I just don't want to see their, their constant. Yeah. But um, no, I don't think I've blocked anybody. No. I don't. I mean, I know I haven't. Maybe muted a few people. Yeah, that's that's a good tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can still follow me, but I'm not going to listen to you. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I'd love to know that list. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Baker Mayfield because he came out with, uh, he put out a statement on mm-hmm. social media last night. It, um, it was different. He sees the writing on the wall, seemingly, that um, when uh, the Browns brass got on a plane and flew to the Texans to meet with Houston to get permission. And this is how it's working, apparently. If you want to talk to Deshaun Watson, you first of all have to lay out what you're willing to do in a trade with the Texans. And then the Texans will give you permission to take that next step, and that's actually talk to their quarterback uh, about playing for your team. And um, apparently the Browns checked that box, got the permission. They laid out what they're willing to give up in a trade. And they met with Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield got wind of this and basically went on Instagram and and Twitter last night and just, you know, how much he loved the city of Cleveland and was grateful for his time there. seemed like it's the end. It seems like it's the end. And this is one where can you pull out of this? No. If If the Watson deal doesn't go through. Right. If either somebody comes in with a better offer or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Well, and this is AFC to AFC, too. And that's got to, I would think, I mean, if there's an NFC team that wants them, mm-hmm. don't the Texans kind of funnel them that way? Does Baker Mayfield, can fences be mended here? Can Cleveland, the front office brass, mend fences with Baker Mayfield? And well, I he's think. He's had a couple of good years. It's not like he's been off. He's, I mean, look, he has. He was he's the number one overall yes. pick, right? For that, he's been a disappointment. Right. If he was the second or third quarterback drafted uh, in that in that class, I mean, I don't even know. I can't remember who they are. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't great by any means. Um, Last year, 17 touchdowns, 13 picks. How about the year before? Let's bring I thought the up. year before he was better. I'm sure he was. Let me bring it up here. And that was, uh, what, that was the COVID year, right? That was his best year. 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 3,500 yards. Rating 95.9. Yeah, how, pretty how many, solid. How many yards do you run for? Uh, rushing yards, just over 100 each year. Okay. All four years. He, first year, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 22 and 21. His second year, third year, his best year, and then a disappointment. Yeah, a disaster last year. I like that roster a lot. I do too. They're they need very help. close. They need wide receivers. Uh-huh. They need more weapons on the outside, but the running well, they game. they got Amari Cooper now. I yeah, mean, the defense. He needs more. I like the roster outside of him. Mm-hmm. I think this team should have been better. Mm-hmm. And Baker hasn't delivered right. at the level that certainly you'd hope from a number one pick. And they've don't look now. Cincinnati's in that division, and they're on, their arrows pointing up. And Baltimore's Baltimore, and and here comes Mitchell Trubisky and here comes in the Steelers. The Trubisky era. Seen that? I think you can still mend fences mm-hmm. because here's the other part of it: if it doesn't go through, you're Cleveland. You're looking around doors. You're looking around. You don't get anything. Nobody's clamoring to go get Baker Mayfield. The other teams that want a quarterback. Is Carolina making a call to Cleveland right now? Yeah, no. Colts. Um, Houston? Would he be part of the trade? Oh, right, probably. I, I would think. Um, Seattle? Drew Locke? But it all falls apart 
Yeah, I don't. That's it's an interesting point. What you'd have to give up here. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing about Deshaun Watson too. Yes, it's one thing to tr- you have. Should the commissioner get involved now before the any deal is done? We are going to because he's going to get suspended, right? I mean, he, that that's a, a fait accompli. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not charged criminally, he's still got all those civil lawsuits. He's going to serve time for the uh, uh, conduct detriment of the league policy. Four games, six games. Yeah, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Who knows? It's been bandied about a lot. Trent, this is... That would be fair. This is double-digit women, right? That are, are, Is it 22, 23? Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of women that have civil suits against him. But I think that's a big part of it. It is no longer criminal. Right. It is now civil. So when... But if, if you're the team that's going to trade for him, don't you want Goodell to give you an idea? Look, oh, yeah. You'd love that. You're looking at 10? You're looking at 12? He'll get around to it in June, July. Yeah. I don't know. So that that's another, I guess, kind of big story. Baseball-wise, yeah. uh, we mentioned Suzuki to the Cubs. You know, mm-hmm. It's been quiet. The Cardinals have kind of been quiet since uh, this opened up. I don't know what they were uh, looking to do. Your Twins have made a couple of moves. Um what else? Your Blue Jays. Trent, they're, they're loading it. They're, they're going for it. Yeah. They've gutted the farm system. They are all in on these young kids before they come up. I mean, mm-hmm. how much is Vladimir Guerrero going to make? How much is B, uh, uh, Bichette, Bo Bichette going to mm-hmm. make? Uh, they're all in. Matt Chapman is now third baseman. He's a gold glove. He's terrific. Schwarber to the Phillies. Yep. Good spot for him. Small ballpark. Yeah. I like that one. Him and Bryce Harper. I like that move. A couple of corner guys. It's going to a little pop there. Mm-hmm. Rizzo back with the Yankees. Yeah, I, I could see that coming. Um, so who's left? Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. Correa. Correa. Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, There's no big-name pitchers left, is there? No, most of them got uh, grabbed before the shutdown of everything, too. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot that was left out there. So... You're kind of Kenley looking at Jansen, scraps. who's a closer. Yeah. Um, You're kind of looking at the scrap heap, though, mm-hmm. at this point. Not a whole lot out there. So you look at the remaining free agents. You're not going to get a whole lot there. After Correa, you mentioned Freeman. Trevor Story. Oh, yeah, he's still out there. And he's, t- he's uh, what, rumored to the t- – are the Twins kicking the tires? They have been for a while. Uh, Chris Bryant. Colorado. I don't get it. Going to put up big numbers. Well, he would, but but on a team that's going to win, I don't know, seventy games. Castellanos. Now, there's a good player. I mean, he look at he's a doubles machine. Yes, Conforto. Eh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, whatever. And then, kind of the rest of the heap here. Forgot this about Nick Castellanos. Uh, the rest of the heap, you got some yeah weird things in there. Yeah, you know, I just, I think we've kind of get past the pat. You know, the big one. Still be some trades out there. Hasn't been as fun as I anticipated. I was expecting this to be a little more. Yeah. Maybe it's just one after another. March Madness. Well, in the NFL, I mean, yeah, in, in March Madness. All right, let's take our first time out. We'll come back. We'll get into the locals, Iowa and Iowa State. As, uh, Iowa will be practicing in Buffalo today. I assume that Iowa State travels today. You know, we talked yesterday about the uh, Colorado State awaiting right. word. Also, as of last night, Iowa State didn't they know still, when they were leaving. But they are flying, correct? Yeah, yeah. But they didn't know when. They hadn't got their marching orders yet from the NCAA. What is what 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 is going on here? I have read nothing about it because when we we talked about this yesterday, and I said, "What's going on with the NCAA?" I mean, it's buttoned up, it's mm-hmm. polished. You hear these great things about the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. Is it manpower being down? I wonder. You know, is it the amount of money that is not being filtered through the NCAA? Is that making an impact here? It, 
because it doesn't make sense. We can we have both heard these stories about how great it is. Yep. You get that. Yep. You know you're going. You always talk about walking on the blue carpet. It's true. Going and seeing that March yeah. Madness logo and just how cool that is yeah. and, and what an experience it is. And Clayton Corver said it repeatedly, just walking on the blue carpet. For a lot of teams right now, this experience, not getting off to a great start. Uh-huh. You don't know when you can practice. You don't know when right. you're leaving. I, that's difficult. That's difficult when you're talking about these short turnarounds here. You, All right, we're going to play in this region and find that out on Sunday evening. And you still don't know, as of Tuesday night, mm-hmm. when you're leaving, when you can practice. Logistics. Yeah. Something that was always polished and buttoned up. Somebody's dropped the ball here. Indeed. we. It's 1025. We'll uh, get our break. We'll come back. We'll take a quick look at both Iowa and Iowa State as of now. Iowa State's still in Ames. Uh, Iowa in Buffalo. They will practice today. Uh, a lot of media members made their way out there. Good yes. to see. A lot of, a lot of uh, media uh, has made their way to Buffalo to cover the Hawks. And, uh, Tom Cakert is there. Yeah, saw John that. Sears, he is making Sears. his way out for WHO 13. Yeah, the Channel 8 guy had a plate of wings uh, yesterday that he was clobbering. <laughs> nice. Um, who else? There's a couple other locals that are there. I saw Mark Woodley from KWW up mm-hmm. in Waterloo. He's up there, too. Well, Lystico will be there, of Lystico, course. yeah. And Skinny I, Kenny. I guess Kennington Smith will also be there. I saw Randazzo from the Quad Cities uh, TV. He'll be over there. I'm going to guess. Here's the other part, though. You think of a guy like Steve Batterson, Quad oh. City Times. Mm-hmm. Smaller newspaper, yep. though it's syndicated across the state and I think, five different newspapers. Is that a fact? I didn't know that. Sioux Who City? owns them? Are they, are they not? Lee Enterprises. And is that local? I don't believe so. But they're syndicated. The Mason City Globe Gazette, the Sioux City Journal, a couple other papers to get all of Steve's columns that he put there. So your company like that, do you send them to Buffalo or Iowa City? Just a... Cover the women. Hour drive away. Yeah. You know, in in the past, you'd have a wrestling writer that'd be going to Detroit this week. Now, right. Cody Goodwin basically almost has that beat to his own. Uh-huh. So, going to be a lot different when you look through it, what they're going to do. I'll have to see if Batterson's out there, too. That's one I want to keep my eye on. But you're right. A lot of people in Buffalo. Not an easy one, but a better drive than we anticipated when we looked on Monday. So, does Caker, did you see his tweet last night? He posted a tweet of Buffalo, Iowa? No. He started his day in Buffalo, Iowa, and he has they had the uh, the sign. Yeah, and uh, of course, welcome to Buffalo Airport, and that's where he ended his day. Anyways, we'll talk to Tom on Friday. We'll be recapping and previewing because I'm not even letting it uh, cross my mind. Really? The no, they're shot. not getting beat tomorrow. It's a twelve. Yeah, it's all right. We'll break it down a little more coming up. I uh, will do that. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday, eleven oh five. John Bowen Camp on Iowa. Matt Poston's coming up in about twenty minutes on the Big Twelve and Cap. We had to push him back. If you're waiting for Cappy today, if you're a Cubs fan, a Bears fan, a Cappy fan, he's 1130. It's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. K- Des Moines.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, right, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Point Sports Station 106.3 KX and all. I forgot about you and I playing tonight. Yeah, against St. Louis. Uh, what do you know about the Billikens? Not much. Not much. I don't. I mean, I know I didn't see them play. I looked at their slate of games that they played this year. The, uh, they beat Boise State. Mm-hmm. Auburn was uh, uh, was all out to beat them. They split with the Spiders of Richmond. Yeah, I don't know much about them either, but uh, the Panthers are grabbing three and a half. I was watching a little late-night knit last night at IT Action. Yeah, watched Washington State. Where'd you find that game? That was on ESPNU. Was it? Uh, Colorado lost last night late to St. Bonaventure. 
That was on the deuce. So I was watching both those games going back and forth and firing live and losing money. And <laughs> <laughs> Your own money or in the Bet Rivers contest? Uh, my own money. Okay. Yeah, my, my own money. No, I stayed away from that for the Bet Rivers. I don't know if we can do NIT for the Bet Rivers contest. You know what? I, I'm not sure either. Um, There's something you, jumping out at you. Did you get off on the right foot in the contest? No, 0 2 last night. Oh, boy. Yes. Who, uh, who started well? Hawkeyes. He had a big one. Hit his big one, seventy five bucks on Indiana. It's a good one. It's a good hit. He's already up a hundred bucks. So mm-hmm. again, top eight advance out of this contest. Sixteen are in, and we will slash the field in half. Follow along, Ken, myself, everybody yep. else in the contest. Uh, you can follow Sportsbook at Wild Rose at WR is where you can find uh, all the kind of the contest updates and follow along with us as I try to bring home my second trophy. Hmm. You're already a two-time winner. Yes, Mool and myself uh, both have a pair. So but I'm it, in the champion's dinner. No, you are. Andrew Downs. Yes. Uh, Bromel Camp Scott. How did he do last night? I, I think he might. I don't remember what he bet last night, actually. Now that you say it, but fun to follow along with. We got some newbies in there too. They're yep. trying to figure things out. Fun contest, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, let's do I when Iowa State before we go to break. Mm-hmm. Just just real quick. Uh, I was what still ten and a half favorite. Ten and a half. Yep. Uh, I believe is the number at, uh, at DraftKings. Um, the the press conference is actually the pregame press conferences are happening as we speak. I'm seeing a lot of Twitter from the Iowa reporters that are on the ground in Buffalo, and as you would expect, Richmond saying all the right things about Keegan Murray and Jordan Bohannon and uh, Fran McCaffrey. They're well coached. It's uh, it's not that difficult a matchup for Iowa. I, I, I think I, I think they're going to crush them. I, and I hate this feeling. Because it's the big dance. And the mm-hmm. last time, did I say this the other day? The last time I had this feeling was Iowa State UAB, 2015. Yeah. That Pretty was... good team throughout the year, mm-hmm. really hot at the end of the mm-hmm. season, win the conference tournament. UAB looked brutal. Terrible. And Iowa State came out and jumped on them right away. Yep. And yep, I was right. Yep. And then here comes UAB. I know. And it just. It was halftime, Trent, that it hit the fan. Yes. Literally. Right. Uh, by the. Uh, that was now the. Deceased BDJ. Right. Bryce DeJohn Jones yep. and the. The rumored fight mm-hmm. in the locker room Chairs there. being thrown. Yes. So mm-hmm. I don't see that happening with this Iowa team. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No. I don't think Keegan's throwing a chair. No. I don't think, I don't think Keegan, Keegan's, Keegan's ever slammed I think going to be sitting in a chair after he's played about 21 or 22 minutes. It's a veteran Richmond team. Yeah, it doesn't They've matter. been along, around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And even like Jacob Gilliard. Look at it. 5'9", really no, good defensive good player. player. He's filled it up a couple of times this year. The reason this Iowa team is different is Tony Perkins. Yes. And Tony Perkins has On become... On both ends of the floor. Basically the point guard of this team. Uh-huh. We talked about the ship, Bohanna, going back to point. This has been Tony Perkins, really, as a facilitator. Look at these assist numbers over the last six games. Four, five, three, six, and five. Wow. Assists for Tony Perkins. Mm-hmm. And when you saw this dude at the beginning of the year, he never passed the ball. <laughs> I mean, he'd get in there and he's so chucking. So what changed? Is it just a light bulb going on for a sophomore? I don't know. It's simple as that. Getting more playing time, a little more experience. Was it being given that playing time and being given that role and you run with it? And even when he took over initially in that starting role, he wasn't very good. Remember that, too? It was, and that's, I think, where all the conversation... That was McCaffrey's COVID uh, absence, correct? Yeah, the Minnesota game where... And we all thought that, okay, now we're putting it together. This is an easy way to go away from Toussaint, the coaches, and there. After that Minnesota game, he played 18 minutes there. He played 16, 11, 15, and 10. So even as a starter, he wasn't playing a ton. But after that, starting with the Michigan State game, where he played 18 minutes, and since then, every game but one, he's played over 20 minutes per game. It's been Tony Perkins. 
No, it's easy to point to Bohannon. Perkins has been mm-hmm. the difference. And just what a team difference it's made for them defensively. Well, he's gonna he's going to shut down Gilliard. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. He is going to clamp down on him. And when he goes out, here comes Joe Toussaint. We know what he can do defensively. Gilliard's the guy that can beat Iowa. And I don't think defensively no. Iowa's going to give that up. No, because Iowa's got a kid that can beat the Spiders. They got a couple of them. A couple of them. Yeah, Absolutely. they do. All right, Iowa State, LSU. Look, Trent, there's a lot of, as we said earlier, a lot of folks don't give LSU the Tigers a chance in hell. Mm-hmm. They think that this team is coming in with dead team walking. That's kind of the feeling, yeah. right? Are I can you one see of it. Them? I can see it. I can understand it. Will Wade gets fired. Mm-hmm. Your your coach is gone. Yep. I see it more of his rallying point. Maybe I'm crazy here. And they're going to have one of the most difficult matchups they're going to see this year in Terry Eason. Yeah, he's incredibly tough. How six eight, six nine? Yeah, sophomore, yeah. really smooth. Yeah. In fact, Ken Pomeroy and his analytic numbers have him the eighth best player in the country uh, offensively wow. this season. That's how well he has played this year. So Eason, he's going to be a problem. So what's the matchup there? I mean, you just go Brockington right away with him because. See, that's what Iowa State's really lacking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, look, I would look at Brockington as he's done all year. This team is going to go as far in this game as he can carry them. I think that's probably uh, what you're going to do. You go that route and say Brockington, mm-hmm. do your best, and hope Hunter's making some shots. Hope right. Kalsher's whoever he's guarding. You know he's going to shut down uh, his guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Jones chips in. Uh, Conda chips in. And this is uh, one of the Jazz best. Coons makes a shot or two, and he can. One of the best defensive teams in the country in LSU. At least has been to this point. And if you grab Iowa State, you get it's down to three and a half. I think three and a half. It's down wow. to three and a half. What's the over under? Have you seen that? I, I you know, I, I I'm sure it's, I did. It didn't. It didn't register. It's got to be incredibly low, right? I mean, it's got to be one twenty-seven and a half. That feels high. In that game, let me see if I can grab. Yeah, one twenty-seven and a half. That's what it is. That seems high. It's uh, 127 and a half. I, this thing's And it's back up to four at DraftKings. 59 to 54. Like that kind of game. That's what I'm mm-hmm. seeing here. See, the way Iowa State's going. The other team's yeah. going to 70. No. No chance. Uh, we'll get Matt Postens. We'll talk about Iowa State, LSU, and the rest of the Big 12 matchups. Trent's got a couple of Big 12 teams in the Final Four. Texas Tech and Kansas. I can see the Texas Tech. I just... We'll see. Somebody's got to get there. You know, mm-hmm. out of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You think it's the Iowa Hawkeyes, don't you? And I'm not alone. Not alone. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. Hawkeye Miller over there. <laughs> 106.3. You finally figured me out. <laughs> and West Des Moines. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two, John Bowen Camp on the Big Ten. And on Iowa, he'll kick things off. Cappy had to move to 11.30 this morning. So if you are a frequent listener of David Kaplan, he usually kicks off the first, uh, the second hour on Wednesdays. He'll slide to 11.30 this morning, the latest with Cap. Cap just reporting on Twitter that they uh, perhaps in on Zach Greinke. Is Anything they left in the tank there? You just wonder, right? Yeah. Boy, he was good for a spell, wasn't he? But Jeez. he has adjusted the way that he has pitched and still been pretty mm-hmm. productive. Effective. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so, Cappy at 1130. Right now, Matt Postens is going to help us with our brackets. He covers the Big 12 at Heartland College Sports. 
also covers the Cowboys uh, as well, the Dallas Cowboys. I have uh, have laptop will will type right, <laughs> uh, and Matt Poston's one of those. Hello, Matt Trenton, Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you, sir? Hey. Doing good, guys. I don't know how much help I'll be to you on the bracket, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Just real quick, selfishly, Randy Gregory to the Denver Broncos. Um, it looked like he was a cowboy, and then uh, there was some, uh, some a language in his contract that he didn't like. Look, when this guy is on the on a straight path, um, you know, with his life, he's a hell of a player. Uh, but that's just yeah. it, right? You just don't know what you're going to get, and he's had trouble uh, staying on the straight and narrow. Yeah, and you know, the, I, I think our Mike Fisher, you know, explained it best. You know, the Cowboys were perfectly within their rights to put you know, any sort of a behavior clause in the contract. And, and to be fair, I think most NFL contracts include some sort of behavior clause. And Randy Gregory was also certainly within his rights to not sign said contract when he saw the language. And I think that's basically what happened here. And that's how he ended up in Denver. And, you know, Dallas is going to miss that. But it sounds like there are some players uh, that are already showing some interest in coming to Dallas, including potentially Von Miller. Yeah. So, um, they're looking for opportunities to replace that, but certainly when he is focused and he is on, he is a very dangerous pass rusher. And if he's like that in Denver, uh, they've got an asset to help them out for years to come. Indeed. Well, let's get to the Big Twelve and let's. Uh, well, Trent's got a couple of teams going to the Final Four. He likes Texas Tech and he also likes Kansas. I, it was fair to say, Trent, you have a better feel for Texas Tech getting to the Final Four than Kansas. No, I th- still think it's Kansas. Right. I, th- I really like the Jayhawks draw, and as we've talked about, I think Iowa is the most difficult opponent in their path as a number five seed. The two seed Auburn, I'm not in love yeah. with. Certainly not the three seed Wisconsin with Johnny Davis being banged up. And the four seed Providence, nobody likes them, <laughs> even in the first round here. I think Kansas got a incredible draw. The number one team, Kansas Jayhawks, let's start right there. How good of a draw, draw Excuse me. do you see it, Matt Poston's, for the Jayhawks? Yeah, I think it's a solid draw. I wouldn't say that it's a, an easy draw. Um, you know, I think, you know, the teams you just ticked off, yes, they're not, they're probably not playing in the best rhythm right now, but they all have the talent uh, capable of beating Kansas, and certainly Iowa's going in there on a hot streak. I think what Kansas has going for it now is, you know, with everything else that they already have, Remy Martin mm-hmm. seems to have finally, A, gotten healthy, and B, kind of gotten integrated into what they want to do. He had a very good Big 12 tournament. Bill Self was very complimentary of what he brought to the table those last two games in Kansas City. And you throw him in there with Ochaik Baji and everybody else that they have on that team. Um, to me, it's still the X Factors, David McCormick, and he gutted his way through that championship game against Texas Tech. I mean, he was definitely favoring that foot, but he scored 18 points. He had six or seven rebounds, had a really good game that night. If they can keep him healthy enough to play, you know, like I said all season, he's there's nobody on that team that can do the things that he can do. And if he's able to do them functionally for 20, 25 minutes a game, along with all the other weapons they have in that team, they have a very good chance of getting to the Final Four. Well, let's stay in the Midwest, uh, Matt. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports is our guest. Iowa State faces LSU uh, on uh, Friday uh, Friday night. Uh, that's a, I think it's a 620 local uh, tip-off here. LSU doesn't have a head coach. They got some talent, though, and Iowa State, at least to me, um, is, is seemingly, uh, they finished their season on fumes, right? And Texas Tech took it to them down in Kansas City. Texas Tech's a really good basketball team. LSU-Iowa State, there's a lot of folks picking this. Cyclones, are you one of them? 
I am one of them. And, you know, it, I think this game really comes down to one thing, because you have you have two teams that are among the top ten teams in defensive efficiency in the country. Um, LSU, like you said, uh, they've got some talent. You know, Tari Easton is coming off the bench, and he's one of their top scorers. He was the sixth man of the year last year, or this uh, past season in the SEC. But can their interim coach, Kevin Nickelberry, get their get their heads right in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge after everything that happened with Will Wade being fired? Nickelberry's got head coaching experience. He wasn't terribly successful at either one of his stops, but he knows how to be a head coach, and he knows how to get a team ready for a game. So this game really boils down to if LSU has its head on straight and they've kind of you know shaken out the cobwebs of everything that happened over the weekend at Baton Rouge, then this is going to be a really good game, and it could be a really low-scoring game because of the defense. If they come into this game and they're not focused, then I think Iowa State wins actually pretty easily because you know Iowa State, I think, is firmly focused on wanting to have a good tournament. They don't have any of the tumult that LSU is dealing with. And because they're so good on the defensive side, uh, they don't have to score you know, 65, 70 points in a game like this to win. Really, really hard to see TCU advancing to the second weekend, beating mm-hmm. Arizona in the round of 32. So let's just talk about A, them getting here. What an accomplishment that is. Jamie Dixon coming back to his alma mater. They weren't happy with him in Pittsburgh. He couldn't get him over the hump. Uh, they were just a pretty good program. They wanted to be better. Now they absolutely stink. Getting TCU, not known as a basketball power, Lee Nalen is not walking through that door. <laughs> Getting them back to the bracket here, and then the matchup against Seton Hall. Well, I mean, you know, for Jamie Dixon, this is personal. This is his alma mater, and he was the point guard the last time they won an NCAA tournament game back in 1987. Wow. So it has been a long time since they won a game. They don't get to the dance very often. This is just the second time they've been under Dixon and the eighth time they've ever been to the tournament. So for them, the way that they've, you know, put this team together over this over this season with so many transfers and you know, basically Dixon's last two recruiting classes being gutted, not really the way I think he wanted to do it, but he's managed to put together some really good chemistry in this team and he's kind of leaned on his old Big East days, you know, building a team kind of in that model of, you know, defense and toughness and rebounding. Uh, built around a great scorer in Mike Miles. And this is going to be really interesting because they're playing an old-school Big East team in Seton Hall. Uh, it has the potential to be one of those old Big East slugfests that uh, Dixon used to had to deal with back in the day. I think they have a good chance of winning this game. I think it's a 50-50 game. Uh, I think they're talented. I think they've got a good bit of momentum going into the game. Seton Hall is a very good team, but they're beatable. Um, I could see TCU winning this game. Uh, I don't see them seeing beating Arizona in the next round, but I think for them, just winning an NCAA tournament game for the first time since 87 would be a tremendous accomplishment and a big uh, piece to take into the recruiting process over this next cycle for Jamie Dixon. Well, I'll save the uh, the West and Texas Tech for Trent because he loves them. So let's go, let's drop down to the bottom of the East where there's the one seed, the Baylor Bears, who I don't like, Matt. I'm anxious to get your take on this. They're a tough team. Uh, injuries, I think, to take their toll. And, and I, I was dead wrong on Texas. I thought Texas was going to get better as the year goes on. This team's going to figure it out. They're going to come together. And Beard's a terrific coach. And you watch out for this Texas team when the t- calendar turns to March. Well, they're not there. Uh, your thoughts on the two Big 12 representatives out east? Well, first of all, I get to cover the Baylor-Kansas uh, games here in Fort Worth on Thursday and Saturday, so I'm really nice. looking forward to that. Um, but, you know, Baylor got some good news. They're getting Kendall Brown at least for the first game, so they'll get back one of their better forwards. That's going to improve their depth a little bit. 
Still no update on L.J. Cryer in terms of whether he's going to be able to play or not. At this point, I'm not counting on him. And, you know, that puts him down to about eight players that they can use on a regular basis. As long as they're shooting the three well and they're defending well and they're getting the kinds of games they're getting out of flow thumb, but I could see them getting to the second weekend of the tournament but probably not much farther than that. I think the depth issues are just finally going to get catch up with them. And because they don't have L.J. Cryer and they don't have uh, Jonathan Chamachachua, their margin for error for beating teams is just greatly reduced. As for Texas, you know, it, it's funny. They, you know, they, they've just been the same team all year. They go up and down. They have a really great game, then they have a really tepid game. And that game against TCU is a complete microcosm of it. They got up by 18 in the first half because they played some of the best basketball they played all season. And then they lose because they choke up the entire lead. And Chris mm-hmm. Beard was very hard on his team after that game. He basically called them out, basically called out their effort. Um, team can go one or two ways, especially when you've got such a senior-laden and experience-laden team that you're dealing with. They can either rise to the challenge and play a good game against Virginia Tech, or they can kind of fold. And a lot of those guys won't be there after this season. A lot of them are heading out either for the NBA or pro basketball because they're out of eligibility. So I think Chris Beard threw the gauntlet down for a reason. He wants to see if he can do exactly what you guys just said. They'll figure it out in the tournament. Uh, Chris Beard's never lost a first-round tournament game. Right now I had them losing to Virginia Tech, but it's going to be a close game because both of these teams know how to play defense. Texas Tech, Ken mentioned it. I really like this team. I like their draw, the way that it plays out. Alabama, high-variance team. They're not very good shooting at threes. They shoot a ton of them, but when they make them, well, they're pretty good. Still, they're 19 and 13. You? Rutgers, Notre Dame, they might knock off Alabama, the winner of that one tonight. Still, the draw is good. I don't believe in that Duke team and what they've been defensively this year. You got the Zags, obviously, in the top end here. I love the draw for Texas Tech. How about you? It's a solid draw, and the way that they play defense, uh, they can play with anybody in that bracket. Um yeah, they've worked to really balance out their offense over the course of the season, and they've still got six guys that are averaging at least eight points a game. You know, Bryson Williams can be dominant on offense when he needs to be. We we still haven't seen Terrence Shannon Jr. have that game, and he could mm-hmm. potentially have that game in the NCAA tournament. I like them getting to at least the Elite Eight and playing Gonzaga again, which would be a rematch of their game in mm-hmm. December where, A, Terrence Shannon Jr. didn't play, and B, Bryson Williams really wasn't playing like the Bryson Williams he started playing with, like in Big 12 play. So I think that has the potential to be maybe the best Elite Eight game of the four, just because, you know, Gonzaga has two transformational players in Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren who don't really emulate anything that anybody in the Big 12 sees on a regular basis. And B, because Tech's defense is now at such a high level. They could do some really interesting things to Gonzaga on the defensive end. Going to be wild. We are out of our Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports, heartlandcollegesports.com. Matt, thanks for doing this for us. Love picking your brain. Uh, we'll do so again down the road. Thank you, Matt Poston's. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you, Matt Poston's. Poston's postcards on Twitter. Our number two, John Bowen Camp, David Kaplan. Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.